Hi, I'm Natalie Jean, a busy entrepreneur, mom to four boys, wife to a SWAT sniper, and I have been gifted the task to spread the message about the impact your health plays on every area of your life. When you put your fitness and nutrition as a top three priority in your life, every single area improves, including your business bottom line. Join me as I interview some amazing women and gain insight into their health journeys, their struggles, their setbacks, and how you can overcome your own. Well, hey guys, thank you so much for being here. So grateful to be here. Uh, my name is Natalie Dean, and today I just wanted to touch on this whole idea around Sugar Dragon. As a former sugar addict myself, uh, I have found some tools and strategies that I use that work really well to help me slay that sugar dragon. That And when I talk about sugar dragon, I'm talking about um, that constant urge to and that constant crave to have something sweet. Um, sometimes you find yourself either you're a sweet person or a salty person or maybe a mix of the two because sweet and salty, right? Um, but I have always been a sweet tooth person all growing up. My dad's side of the family, I always say I got it from them. I was always having dessert after dinner or um, having that extra cookie or just was kind of like, oh, once you have one, you, you kind of just eat them all. So that has been my story for as long as I can remember. But I, like I said, I have found a way to really kind of uh, slay that sugar dragon and really hone in on creating a way that um, doesn't feel restrictive and hard. I mean, it's not always going to be easy, but this is kind of what I've done. So uh, as I mentioned, I grew up kind of always enjoying sugar. It was my uh, treat. It was my reward. And even into my college, I used to say that um, as long as you can work it off, you, you might as well eat it. My husband would tease that I would go run an extra mile just to eat a, a donut. <laughs> and sometimes I still have that belief today, but, uh, you know, I've always just kind of had that sugar part of me. And then I was training for fitness competitions and you are obviously, or if you're not familiar with fitness competitions, you're extremely restricted. Even when it comes to eating healthy food, you are, I was given, uh, when I was working with a coach, very specific measurements and weights of how much food I could eat of what kind. Uh, even the healthy stuff. And so I started to develop a really bad relationship, even worse than I ever had before with food. And I used to, uh, you know, I would eat the food that I was allowed to eat on the fitness competition diet. And then I would be given cheat meals once a week. And that cheat meal ended up turning into kind of cheat days. And then ultimately, I ended up just having this terrible relationship with food, specifically with sugar because I was so addicted to it and I was so deprived of everything else. And so I would, on my cheat days, I would, or my cheat meals would turn them into days and um, sometimes sneak it because I felt guilty. I would, uh, you know, at nighttime, I would have to go to the grocery store and pick up something and I would just go and eat food. I did it so much so that I would make myself sick and super uncomfortable that I couldn't sleep. And then the next day I was so bloated. Like this is, I'm talking about like almost throwing up at night because I ate too much food that day because of the fitness competition training. So 
what I learned from that experience though, and I ended up firing or that coach actually fired me and that's another story, but it was a blessing in disguise. And I learned how to eat foods and to maintain or to get rid of that whole craving for that sugar. And the way that I did it is just through a complete elimination diet. I believe that, and I know people will teach you this, that moderation, you know, just make sure you don't have too much or a little bit here and a little bit there. But the problem is, is that if, especially if you're addicted to sugar, you're going to start with a little bit, but these foods are created to want you to crave more and have more. And so unless you have this overpowering willpower to stop, which that's a whole nother topic, but most of us don't, you're going to eat more than you had originally planned. So I don't believe that if you're trying to, uh, if you're trying to slay your dragon and just like get a rain, like get a hold of it, um, it's to completely eliminate this. Now I thought, I know it sounds contradictory to the fact that I was saying, you know, on the competition diet, it, it made me so restrictive that I then craved it more. But what I'm talking about is not elimination diet in terms of um, only being able to allow to eat a certain food and the amount of weight, even if it's healthy food, this elimination diet is just like literally like you completely cut out sugar from your diet, I say for 30 days, and then you reintroduce it slowly back into your diet. But it worked so well for me to be able to not have to measure my food, but eat all of the healthy things. And if I was craving sugar or something, you just give it time and you eat something else. And a lot of times you ask yourself the question like, okay, if you're truly hungry, would would you eat fish and broccoli right now? And if you, the answer is yes, and it's because you're hungry. If the answer is no, it's probably just because you're craving something. So I, and this the takes practice, right? I have done this elimination diet. I follow Whole30. I've done it many times and we do it every January. So um, this year I have been um, nearly sugar-free since January 1st. And each year, each time we do it, it gets a little bit easier. So it is a process. It is a learning curve, but I believe eliminating it completely. So I wanted to just kind of teach you guys what this looks like. And if you're interested, I get um, my information because what I wanted to do is while I was going through this process and having this terrible relationship with food is I wanted to learn like, why, what is going on with me? How can I get to the underlying issue? So I got this book and it's called, It Starts With Food by Melissa Hartwig in Dallas. She's now known as Melissa Urban. But I literally was on the Stairmaster um, training for my competition. And I went directly to the section about why we eliminate sugars. And so I just wanted to share with you um, a few things about why and how sugar affects us. So number one, it messes with our mind. It's a psychological psychological response and it just messes with us, which is why these foods are created for us to crave more. It messes with our hormones, it messes with our gut, and it causes issues with the immune system, um, also known as like it causes inflammation. And inflammation is the root of many, many health issues. So just incorporating sugar into your diet, like me knowing that, I'm like, okay, well, it's kind of like I knew sugar wasn't good for you, but it, when it messes with your psychological, hormonal gut, and then causes issues with your immune system, I was like, hmm, okay, that kind of piques my interest a little bit more. So uh, in here, in this book, it does say that, um, especially too, 
when it comes to artificial sweeteners. My key here is like when you're looking at ingredients on, um, on the label, if you're going to the grocery store, you're going to look at the back and you're not going to read carbs, fats, protein, sugar, because something might have two grams of sugars in it. But what you want to do is look at the ingredient list. And on that ingredient list, if it says sugar or dextrose or sucralose or aspartame, all of those are added sugars. So you might get some food that says it has two grams of sugar, but if you look at the ingredient and it doesn't list sugar or dextrose and all those other words that they use as an ingredient, then you're actually okay in consuming it. You will be very surprised that even going to the grocery store, it's really hard. It's getting easier these days, actually. It's hard to find even like a spaghetti sauce or um, bread that is completely sugar without sugar um, in the ingredient list. So, um, and when we talk about artificial sweeteners, those are even worse. So if you put stevia in your coffee or in any kind of drink or anything like that, you're actually doing yourself a disservice. Um, so for example, aspartame, which is like equal in stevia, are 200 to 300 times sweeter than table sugar. So you're actually making it harder on yourself to get rid of the sugar dragon by replacing, you know, the table sugar with these alternatives and artificial sweeteners. Sucralose, which is like Splenda, is 600 times sweeter than table sugar. And saccharin, which is like sweet and low, is up to 700 times sweeter than table sugar. So do yourselves a favor and do not get um, these added artificial sweeteners. Um, and then obviously just if anything, get rid of sugar altogether. So, yes, this is from It Starts With Food, one of my favorite uh, resources and tools to go to. Then the last thing I wanted to do here is just read this section because I think it'll really bring some clarity into why sugar has the response. Like, we have that response to sugar. So, and this is what made so much sense to me. Added sugar is one of the quickest and easiest foods to provoke an unhealthy hormonal response. Overconsumption of sugar sweet nutrient poor dense or nutrient poor processed foods means that blood sugar level rises too high too often and promotes a reliance on carbohydrates for fuel. Excess carbohydrate is turned into, into triglycerides, which along with chronically elevated blood sugar contributes to a leptin resistance. Stay with me. It also means fat isn't burned for fuel, which may lead to an accumulation of body fat. Leptin resistance promotes further overconsumption, which means fats accumulate inside the cells, leading to insulin, insulin resistance, hyperglycemia, and chronically elevated insulin levels. Final sentence, elevated cortisol levels promote stress-related cravings, which generally means you reach for more sweet foods with lots of added sugar. And the cycle starts over. It's a vicious cycle. So... Um, so in order, what I've done to eliminate or to um, just really slay my own personal sugar dragon is just to eliminate it altogether for 30 days. And then we reintroduce it um, slowly just to see and have awareness around how it's affecting our body. So I just want to note here, when you're going through this for 30 days, that first day, not so hard. I can do this, right? We can always do something for a day. And I'm sure many of us have, but it's the days following that is when most people 
uh, start to struggle with it or they're like, ah, just screw it. I'm going to eat the cookies and the Girl Scout cookies right now, right? So after the day one of it's not so hard, then you start to hate life. And you're like, why am I doing this? I'm craving them more and more. This is a terrible idea. If I just eat it, I'll just have one, no big deal. And then if you continue to not have it, then it's like now all of a sudden you're tired. Like, what is going on? And honestly, this is just your body's response to getting rid of the sugar. Then your pants get tighter and you're like, what the heck is happening? And it's honestly, it's just your body's way of, and it's depending too on how bad or how unhealthy you were eating previous to doing this, but it's just your body's way of readjusting. It's changing your hormones. It's changing your gut. You might feel bloated and inflamed initially, but it's just your body's getting rid of it. And then it gets hard. <laughs> so this is like, why am I even doing this? It goes from hating life and craving to tired to tighter pants, and then it gets hard. What? But once you get into around the two-week mark, maybe a little bit later, you start to feel more energized. Then after energy, we call it tiger blood. And you don't necessarily always feel this way, but tiger blood is that bounding energy that you're like, where have you been my whole life? I don't need to wait for my alarm to wake up. I get out of bed. I'm excited. And I have this energy and uh, life is really good. Then you get close to day 30 and you're like, well, it's day 28. I've done so good. Uh, why not? I'll just have one, right? I'm just going to try it out, but don't do it. The goal here is that you set this goal to do it for 30 days. And there's a psychological, uh, uh, you know, mindset trick behind this too. If you had that goal for 30 days, don't stop at 28, don't stop at 29, get to 30 because then what you're doing is banking in your confidence bank that you can do what you said you were going to do. Once you get to day 31, what I would say is, first of all, if you're feeling amazing and wonderful, like why would you even want to introduce, right? Like if you've gone 30 days and now you're feeling so much better and so different, I would just encourage you to stay with it as long as you want. But the goal here is not to say that I will never have sugar ever again in my life, because that seems really impossible to me as a former sugar addict. But start to slowly introduce it. So even though I have gone the whole 30 days in January without sugar, what I've done probably because we've had some birthdays, right? So I have had a few things like a cookie or I've had some Girl Scout cookies. But what I've noticed is that as soon as I have that, and again, this becomes like an awareness experiment, is once that you have that cookie, be aware of that sugar dragon. Because even though nine times, like, I've done so many of these elimination diets, and I've been super successful with them. Once I have that one cookie or that one, you know, bowl of ice cream, it's like, I want more. So you have to just be very aware of it. There's never any guilt or shame or anything around it. The goal is to have this food freedom that at the end, you don't feel guilty. So I don't feel guilty that I had a cookie for my son's birthday. I don't feel guilty that I had some Girl Scout cookies, which were amazing, but I eat them and I don't have guilt. And I'm just aware that I know that I want more and I have to set boundaries for myself and say, just one and I am done right? Just one and I am done, which is different. And the reason this succeeds now is because you've gone 30 days without it. If you're just to start today and say, okay, I'm just going to really reduce my sugar intake. 
that doesn't work because you're just one, uh, your body hasn't cleaned out its system. And so you're, and you haven't had the confidence bank that you've built up over the last 30 days to just have one. So I encourage you to try this out, see what it does for you. If you need help in any way, please do not hesitate to reach out. I am still trying, you know, I still have my days of struggling with sugar and if it's a bad day or an emotional day and turning to food for, uh, for comfort. So I still struggle with that, but I have learned to be more aware of my mindset around it. The fact that when I do consume the sugar, I know it's uh, marketing that they're trying for me to get more. And if I were so honest with you, Oreos are my weakness. And so you give me one Oreo, that's just not going to work because I'll have a whole sleeve or more. So I am very, very aware of that. And that's the whole point of this, this experiment, if you want to refer to it as that, is this experiment around getting rid of it for 30 days. Moderation will not work if you have the sugar addiction. Um, and then you slowly start to bring it in. So, and if anything, I would recommend the book to, to check it out and read, especially the sugar part. And it, there's also other elimination stuff that you do with Whole30. Uh, but if you just want to focus on sugar and slaying the sugar dragon, this is what I would recommend. So uh, I hope you guys found that helpful. Again, reach out to me with any questions or concerns or frustrations. Uh, I am more than happy to help you. So this is what has worked for me and I've seen it work for many other people as well. So that's all I've got for you today. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Please share this with anyone that you think might need this information regarding uh, sugar addiction and how to overcome it. And would love to uh, see you guys here again. I'll be back doing more live next week. All right. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Fit for Business podcast. My hope is that you take some tips and nuggets, things that resonated with you in today's episode, and apply it to your personal health journey. I'm Natalie Jean, and I'll see you next week.